Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. We got a great two hours lined up for you. Um, And Benny and Linda are looking for my guest right now, Savannah Arienta. And so don't worry about it. We've got lots to talk about. Hello, Benny. Hi there. Benny, I want to tell you about something. All right. Go for it. Okay. So this morning, so I do these good news segments, and they're short 12, 15-minute segments. And we play them on air. You get them all the time. We usually Mm -hmm. take them and put them into an hour show. I think we're going to start changing that moving forward. I think what we're going to start to do is have them in 15 minute and then we'll do maybe like a 45 minute interview like that. Alrighty. And the reason is because some of them um, are, are, are some of them go together and some of them don't. But this morning I had two really interesting ones and I want to talk about the one that I did with Dr. Dr. Michael Rich. So think about this, right? Here we are, right? And and we're thinking about, and you're gonna need to know this for your boys, Benny. Oh, really? You're gonna need to know this. Oh, okay. All right, here. So I wish, so we should have a job like Dr. Michael Rich because beyond being an associate professor at, at pediatrics at Harvard and in his many credentials, he was part of a study, new research that Boston Children's Hospital participated in, and it was sponsored by Hasbro, hmm. the, the toy people. Yeah. But it wasn't a study where Hasbro's like, uh, we want to push our toys and we want to, no. So what they did is they developed a multi-phase research initiative called everybody hashtag more play today. Hashtag more play today. And so I talked to him and everybody's going to hear this short interview. But one of the things that I that I want to say about this is they created uh, an incredible uh, research uh, that um, when I think about the study, and what he told me today was that it's just the beginning of digging deep. So here's what they're discovering for kids. Uh, so I'm about to tell you some stuff kind of ahead of the interview, uh, and and it is the following. We're going old school. A little bit school. of a sneak preview is what you're saying. I got to tell you, we're going old school. All right. So, uh, you know, I talk about ping pong a lot, right? So table tennis, ping pong. Mm -hmm. So I get these emails from our listeners. And so they're really fun. They're really fun and inviting. And so what they want me to do is tell them the next tournament I'm in or something like that, which I I, stay tuned for that. But here's what what these folks are, are studying. They are studying and the findings offer parents a prescription for happy school ready kids. 
And part of it has to do with the positive effect, not just on the kids, but on the kids and the parents. And so the beginning of this study says that you play with adults in the home and it's associated with better memory, not just for adults, but for the kids. And so we're talking about board games and we're talking about active games. So he and I were just chit-chatting about what I did as a kid. And I was telling him that I grew up in the streets of New York. And I got to say this, when you hear me talk about this, I have a very dear uh, view of my upbringing in the Bronx. Now, I will say sometimes it was tough, but what I grew up in, Benny, was something I don't think we have much of today. So I lived on a block, right, in the Bronx at one point where it was kind of in the projects before we moved to Throg's Neck. And so here we are, and but everything we did was like face-to-face with each other, right? So these communities were built with playgrounds in, in mind. I learned to play handball, like handball, at a really young age, right? Like where you hit the ball up against the cement thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, on the street. But what I'm talking about is we did stuff, and I shared this with Dr. Rich today. So one of the things I loved, love, love to do was manhole to manhole. And I think we still call them manholes. I don't think we have a political correct version of that today. But the holes in the ground, right? Manhole to manhole. And we would get our chalk, and we would create almost like these complicated pathway roadways between manhole to manhole. So there would be like these pathways that we would have to skate on. And so we would play games and skate manhole to manhole. So I should write a book on the many possibilities of play manhole to manhole. Because the other thing we did is stickball, manhole to manhole, home and second base, stickball. But here's what I'm trying to say, and I was talking with him a little bit about this, is we were talking about what that did for us and what the research says and what the studies say. And he talked about the fact that we have to get more involved in playing with our kids. And he talks about it as active play. One of the things, Benny, that he talks about is that active play was associated with less sadness. And I thought, yeah, I don't know any sad ping pong players. And I think that this is really the kind of study. And we only only touched upon the tip of the iceberg around this because, you know, part of this was just this 12 minute interview, but they have a whole hashtag thing, right? Which is more play today story. And so The deal with this study was that after they conducted like numerous conversations with millennial parents, yep, yep, there you go, Benny, millennial parents, Hasbro learned that caregivers are increasingly concerned with the balance between technology and play Mm -hmm. in the child's life. So, you know, technology, we're not just talking about games you play, but technology interfaces in particular. Yeah, in general. Right? In general, could be anything, social media, who knows? I don't know. 
but parents seem to be concerned about the impact of that. Now, this came from millennials. And so I find it fascinating about that, right? But they're talking about the fact that this technology and the play can have what is the effect on a child's cognitive, social, physical health and development. And that's what the purpose of the study addressed by Hasbro. You know, they wanted to talk about, is there an impact? Is there an imperative that we need to look at when we're thinking about the development of our children? And, you know, I got to tell you, Vinny, grandparents of millennials and parents of millennials and then their parents, because right now we have multi-generational people alive on the planet, mm-hmm. right? We got the millennial, then the millennial has kids. Then we got the parents of the millennials. And then we even right now have an additional stretch in this generation of the parents' parents. So we have like four generations coming together and asking this question. And I got to tell you, this was a coolest study, Benny. I just, I just, why is it you and I don't get paid to do this kind of work, right? (laughs) I, I mean, what the heck? But here it is. They designed this study the way that I would design my research in psychology. And what I mean by that is we go through rigorous methods and ethical review and board review. I mean, I spent 10 years studying something that I had to go through multiple board review to even do the research because humans were involved. And the questions that I was asking the humans were highly emotional. So here they go. They launched this study. And the first conduct, this is the first study to conduct in-depth literature search to see what academic research already existed in children's play and how it affects their development. And so that's kind of the first thing you do when you do a study. You have to do the research. I had to do the same thing. It's agonizing. You know, you just want to cut to the chase. You just want to say, this is my study. This is what I want to tell you. But no, you got to prepare for it. And so they looked at a number of different things. They found white paper that they put together called the state of play. And it organized these studies by their findings. So in in the world of research, they call that a meta-analysis, where they gather all the studies and they look at it and they say, this is it. But one of the things they find is the following. Board games, as I said, board and card games, because they left the card games out of the interview I just did. So I was a little bit taken aback by that because board games, I played, look, myself and Joe Maggio, Joe Maggio's dad owned a nightclub in the Bronx and we would go to Joe Maggio's garage and this kid had a mini Emerald Casino kind of situation there. He had a roulette We, I'm serious. It was like he... <laughs> I'm a young kid too, Benny. This is not me being like a teenager. We were like 10 and 11 and 12. So Joe Maggio, I remember this kid like it was yesterday. Isn't that funny? And Joe, we'd go hide in his garage and he would pull out the roulette wheel, the cards, the whole thing, and we would play for money. So I'm not saying this is it, but here's what we say about this, Benny. And I hope you're doing this with the boys. The research found that the board and card games were associated, are you ready, mm-hmm. with school readiness. Yeah. School readiness. Yep. So why aren't we playing more 
so that kids can work harder in school. I'm sorry, went off on that. But that's just one. When we come back, we're going to talk about board and card games. And Benny and I are going to chit-chat about what's our favorite board and card games and why. What are they? What's our favorite board and card games and why? And why is it we find that when kids participate in sports, most coaches are really mean. Why is it that I even tolerate my mean coach? Oh, boy. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Stuck in a roundabout of dysfunction? Stop circling around difficult issues and find out what's been holding you back. Learn how to speak your truth to power with host Dr. Kathy O'Bear. Create real change with smart tools and smart strategies. No frills, no fluff, just life-changing conversations to help get you where you want to be. Extend your reach and become an agent for real change with Kathy O'Bear. For more information on Kathy and her work, please visit drkathyobear.com. That's drkathyobear.com. To find answers to life's questions, you need to look within yourself. Dr. Glenna Rice brings your questionable conversations on Transformation Talk Radio each month. Tune in each month for insight into how you can live up to your full potential. Dr. Glenna is a physical therapist, certified access consciousness, and access body class facilitator. How does it get any better than this? For more information on Dr. Glenna Rice and her work, visit GlennaRice.com. Living Lighter Radio with Jason and Patricia. We have an ecosystem approach to your life. Tune in weekly every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio as we, Jason and Patricia, discuss what's truly holding you back. We offer you the tools you need to reach your goals and at the same time be living lighter. For more information about Living Lighter, visit www.livinglighter.org. Calling all moms, it's time to awaken your vibrant, intuitive, loving self in every area of your life. Join host Debbie Pokornik as she shares thoughts, stories, and tools to help you stand in your power. Listen to Vibrant Powerful Moms Helping Everyday Women Create Extraordinary Lives, Mondays at 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern. For more information about Debbie, visit empoweringenergy.com. That's empowering with letters N-R-G.com. Do you want the knowledge and wisdom to understand where spirituality, science, and psychology intersect? Then join the Karmic Path Radio Show with Tina and Laura on TransformationTalkRadio.com, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Pacific. Follow this charmingly, disarmingly dynamic duo as they explore how psychic ability, spirituality, and karmic law tie together. For more information on Tina, Laura, and their groundbreaking work, visit TheKarmicPath.com. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Uh, yeah, I, I will be forever grateful, Benny. Mm-hmm. Today we're talking about playing and games. Hey, you guys out there, I'd uh, love to hear from you. One, did you grow up playing games, whether they be active games or board games? Uh, and give us a call and tell us what your board game play stories are. 
uh, as a child or even today. If you are doing these kinds of things with your kids and grandkids, what do you find are the best games you play? And what do you see? Let's have like a little chit chat. You could do it a couple ways. 1-800-930-2819. Give us a call. Or you could go right to Transformation Talk Radio, Dr. Pat Show, and just type your question in. Now, this is a study. You guys are going to hear my little short little interview with Dr. Michael Rich about this. But he's going to talk. We're going to do more about it because they did like a whole study of more play today. So I want to tell you the hashtag is more play today. And that's like a Twitter thing, right, Benny? Twitter hashtag yes, thing. Yes, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but the findings are cool. Benny and I go to talk story. So there's a study with two different cohorts of children. That means group. One was in the U.S. and the other in Mexico. So it's very difficult, Benny, to even find two different countries that study the same thing at the same time, right? You, you just don't find things like that. Um, and then... So what they found is 327 children, they were enrolled in the study, and the data was collected between 16 and 18 because you have to have a little longitudinal thing. That's, that's a long time for a study. My study was, was only a year. But the analysis of the data revealed a couple things. One of them that I mentioned was that board and card games, both in the United States and Mexico, are associated with school readiness in children. That was one. The second thing was board and card games were also associated. Are you ready for this one? You ready? With a larger vocabulary in the United States and with less aggression, less sadness, fewer attention problems, and more positive social behaviors, such as being more thoughtful and considerate of others in Mexico. Whoa. Okay, here we go. True confessions. Benny. Yep. Do you play do you play board games with your kiddos? Yes, as a matter of fact, I do. Because, you know, I spend most of my time here at the station with, you know, all these screens in front of me. And I look at my phone. I'm all over. And then when I go home, I like to disconnect a little bit. And so, you know, the kids are running around. And I every time they're like, Dad, can we use your phone? Can we play some games? I'm like, uh, after we do this. And it's like, what? It's like, oh, let's play some, like, Monopoly or something like that. By the way, yeah. one of my sons, Ethan, is really good. He takes it to the bank every time. Uh, and so yeah i try to offer you know and that's getting involved like the parents can do it it's just you need to be stronger you know and that's usually what i do so i didn't grow up with games right so you can imagine me like when my friends there's about six or eight of us that are in you know friends that i met the minute i came out to seattle right mm -hmm. we've been long-term friends and so when we get together and we try to get together and we call it we're going to get to the get the play cards okay we haven't played poker and i don't know when but we get together and we play these games so i didn't grow up with games right so here's now the games that i've learned uh thanks to linda and of course some of her family one is called sequence that's a real uh game to but the game I love is this train dominoes game. I can't remember if it's called Mexican train or some kind of train, but dominoes. I'm fascinated by dominoes. I mean, I've never, ever entertained a game like that. And I find myself, when I think about this, it's fascinating. I don't think this study covered puzzles. So I, I have to call Dr. Rich back and ask him about that. Because what I'm finding is puzzles. People love to play puzzles. And I will tell you that in almost every senior center that I'm aware of in the state, 
they have a huge puzzle contingency, huge. And when Linda comes, uh, we get the puzzles out and they take up the dining room table. But I got to tell you, Benny, I never liked to do puzzles. So I would hmm. come by, like Linda's so focused on the puzzle. And uh, actually, I will post a picture of the last puzzle Linda did of these two panda bears where the puzzle actually doesn't have edges. And I was thinking to myself, do I even have the attention to even complete a puzzle? Do I have that? No, but I could play dominoes for hours on end. What do you make of that stuff? Do you, do you ever play dominoes? Uh, me personally, not as much. I usually just stack them and knock them over. That's usually what I did. But but <laughs> my mom has taught the boys uh, the Mexican train, and uh, oh. or at least last time they were over there. I did a little bit. I was only there for a minute, so I wasn't able to um, uh-huh. get in on the game. But, yeah, we still involve the old school kind of like setting of the game. I think it's great. It just brings that one-on-one attention that kids need still. Okay. So I'm going to talk about a game. Has anybody heard of the game Sequence? Have you heard of that? No. <gasps> Benny, Benny, Benny. All right. I'm going to have to get oh, into it. Oh, my goodness. Ooh, Lord of mercy, like my mama would say. That came from Linda's cousin, Paul. The dude has been playing this for years. So here's the deal with, with him, right? He has been playing this with his wife. I can't tell you how many years. But he has a piece of paper, Benny, and he has the scores of the games they played from 2000, like, uh, 2011. Really? I'm telling you. Hmm. I'm telling you. We And you play in uh, pairs, right? Uh, no, you can play one-on-one because Linda and I play. But a lot of times you play in pairs. I'm telling you that for somebody like me that is very busy, like when my phone rings with one of our hosts, I will pick it up. I won't even pick it up when I'm doing this game. Oh I'm, I'm reading the description right now as you're uh, Yeah, and I'm not making a plug, so – Okay, you guys, don't email me or nothing about this. We have no affiliation with the game. I don't even know who makes it. But, boy, what it does is it works on your mind, your memory, how you associate things, how you intuit things, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're playing with a partner, you can't talk to them, right? So let, let's say you and I were playing together and, you know, two other people. We would be playing, right, opposite each other, but we're not allowed to tell each other what we're doing intuition game benny Ooh, i like it yeah isn't it cool i'm reading it right now all right so i think, here's I, got, the I, think I got the right one you got it okay it's a board game yeah but i mean it, see it's got a white box blue lettering is that right because we're yeah. in different and, places right now between me and you so i can't see what you're looking at and i'm looking at what right, i think you're right, looking right. at so right and they have different versions of it they like our 15th year anniversary oh, or okay, something good, good, good. okay uh, and then because sometimes it's a little small And, okay, I'm not making this up. I was told this. Because they find that people over 40 play this game a lot, they made a version that's bigger type font. Oh, well, that's... Don't email me on this. It's really true. That's a smart move, though. That's a smart move. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All right, here. You ready for this? Get ready. You ready? Yep. This is really the shocker for me. Results of the findings, and these are initial findings. I cannot wait till they finish the research on this. Ready? Board and card games were also associated with a larger vocabulary in the U.S. and less aggression. I told you about that in Mexico, but here's the other thing. You ready? Active play. 
So we're going from the board game. Now we're going to active play, active play. And we can talk about what active play is in a hot second. Active play was associated with Benny. You know, I was talking about, you're going to hear me talk about it later, I think, in, in the next show. Um, I, I wrote the, I was asked to write a forward for uh, David Essel's uh, new book. So I was writing the forward. I was really struck by the book. But I was struck by one part of the book in particular, and it drew, me, it drew me back to the death of my mom, right? You know, the suicide that I didn't find out till, till later. But her death came very suddenly. And the death of my stepmom came very suddenly. And so I think now about this particular thing right here. So we're going to talk about this in a minute. Active play was associated with less sadness. Here are the results. In both countries, U.S. and Mexico, Active play was associated with less sadness, anxiety, and fearfulness, Benny. We're going to talk about this when we come back from break. It's totally interesting. In the United States, active play, ready? This is counterintuitive, was also associated with less aggression and fewer attention problems. See, we don't think about that, right? So let's say you have a trial that falls into one of the ADD or ADHD categories, right? Par the last thing that a lot of parents think about is active play for them. But here's the study. Okay, you ready about Mexico now? In Mexico, there was also an association with more positive and more school readiness behaviors, more positive. We're going to take a short break. So what is it about active play? How about the times in the street when we were roller skating or playing stickball as kids? How about today? You know, the number of seniors in the state of Washington, I got to give my, I got to take my hat off. State of Washington and your senior centers, man, I'll tell you, you go back to Jersey or the East Coast, they just do not have it going on. But Washington State, what you all have done in respect to the seniors, yo, my hat goes off to you. The Everett facility, the Everett Senior Center, five table tennis tables. The place is run by my friend Howard, right? They do a monthly potluck. They have dances on a regular basis. They have board games. The Bothell Senior Center is the pickleball championship place of the state. And I want to say this. Active play, folks. When we come back, Benny and I are going to talk about our two favorite active play things. I bet you, I wonder if you can guess what mine is. Hey, everybody, let's take a short break. And if you want to chime in, 1-800-930-2819. What's your favorite board game? Give us a shout. We'll be right back. People often ask, what does it mean to thrive? On Thrive by Gen Radio, it means body confidence, mind fulfillment, and soul synchronicity. Create synchronicity with God and learn as Jen shares action steps and real stories that will inspire you to be unstoppable in fulfilling your purpose. Tune in live each Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com and visit JenniferZellup.com to thrive with Jen. If you struggle with fear and anxiety, you know how powerless and stuck these emotions can make you feel. You've tried everything, but nothing helped you overcome these blocks. 
Dr. Friedman Schaub, award-winning author of The Fear and Anxiety Solution, created a special program which helped thousands of his clients to become healthy, happy, and confident again. Learn how to eliminate negative self-talk, let go of your emotional baggage, and replace limiting beliefs. With Dr. Friedman's accelerated program, you can break through your challenges. Visit thefearandanxietysolution.com. If you have a sense that you are meant for more, Join Heather Allison every third Tuesday at noon Pacific as she explores an ancient, forgotten energy within us and helps us access our original archetypal blueprint. The Golden Path will help you remember the key to unlocking your life, love, success, and magic you were meant for. A key to unlocking your Golden Path. Visit heather-allison.com. Have you ever wondered if there's a way to heal the deep, hidden inner issues, wounds, beliefs, and traumas? The journey into spiritual healing engages people in all areas of their lives to heal themselves and others. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Dr. Jaffe brings conversations of healing of body, mind, and spirit as he merges the excellence of traditional medicine with the beauty of spiritual healing. For more information about Dr. Jaffe, this show, and his work, visit drjaffemd.com. Darcy Pariso is your connection to spirit, energy, and healing. You can meet Darcy in person at upcoming events throughout Seattle. Do you have questions about your animal companions, yourself, or do you desire to communicate with loved ones on the other side? Darcy will connect you and get answers. Darcy can also work with energy healing to help you and your animal companions feel more balanced and recharged. Visit DarcyPariso.com events. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens with Colette Marie Steffen is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living, LLC. For more information about Karen, visit karenbenton.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. I was just sharing a little bit from um, an interview I did this morning that you guys are probably going to hear within seven days or so that I did with Dr. Michael Rich. And uh, I just got a text from somebody. Yes, let me repeat this. Uh, You can go to a couple of places, but let me make sure you have the exact website. So number one, you could go to CMCH. That's C is in Charlie, M is in Michael, C is in Charlie, H is in happy dot tv slash okay got that so that that's the most important part slash more play today so if you go to that website you're going to get to the center on media and child health hence cmch center on media and child health and so when you get there you're going to see that there are a couple of places where you're going to be able to download the printable prescription for play right and Benny and I are going to talk about what are some of the games we like. So, but before I get there, let me just tell you this, that the document prescription for play, right? Rx for play. And, and here's what it says. Play is more than fun. New research links five types of play to positive child development. And I want to say for those of you out there, this is my own personal opinion based on very limited research, <laughs> but, but I think this is true for people that sort of enter the after retirement realm. I really think this is true because I see it. So here they are, five types of play. 
One is letter play, L-E-T-T-E-R. The other is active play. The other is board game play. The other is number play. And then the other is play with parents. So there are five things that you better be cranking up. Now, some of the games, Benny, that I mentioned to you uh, have to do with both number play, board game play, right? Uh, and, and sequence is that kind of game. Dominoes is more of the number play, but also, you know, the visually connecting play, right? Um, so I want to ask you this question. Here we are today. Do you have a favorite game? Ooh, if you're going to throw me out like that. I'm going to throw you out. Um, I've always been a battleship guy. I've always been under the board game. Yeah, I've been like going back like nostalgically. I mean, Battleship's always been good. I remember Pictionary growing up. I was a terrible drawer, but it's fast that way. And they had the TV show too. Um, Trivial Pursuit. So I actually just bought my boys a kid slash adult version of Trivial Pursuit because I broke it out one day. I'm like, hey, let's just see if you guys know any of these questions. Right. And it's from a couple years ago. You know, they, you know, questions get dated and stuff like that and so forth answers. And so I broke that out and they, they did okay. I mean, I mean, they're, they're almost nine. So the intelligence isn't all the way where we are, but I'm like, okay, well maybe I'll look into getting a kid's version. So I did. And it has both kids and parents cards in the de- in the game itself. So that's cool that I got that. Uh, we haven't really gone crazy on playing it. I just got it last week, so. Oh, no, that's cool. Yeah, that's, that's always cool. a good one. Uh, that's cool. They like to still build. You know, they're still builders with, like, Legos and stuff, so which that still has a lot of brain power and capacity there, which is awesome. Um, you know, and I'll leave them alone for, like, 30 minutes, and next thing you know, they have, like, a building with, like, 20 doors and, like, eight axes, you know. All over, and it's like, hey, Dad, we built this. And it's like, great, you know? At least you're not just sitting there. And they love to read, so I think this is all part of, oh, you know, man. kids their age just can't stand it. They're like, oh, I just want to go outside and play. I'm like, and we do that, too. But they'll, we'll, we go to the library every week, you know, and it's and it's good to, for them to pick up books and to look into that. Hey, do you read with them? What I decided yes. to do, I, I'm I'm an I'm an auntie of a of mm-hmm. an 11, soon to be 12-year-old. Yep. I mean, uh you know, she's been important to me even before she was born. And so do you ever like find that you kind of share books? Like if they read it, then you read it and then you chit chat about it. Uh, we do a little bit of that anyways. I mean, okay. I still try to read a story before bedtime because it, you know, it winds yeah. them down. It winds them down a little bit. So, yeah. Um, and if they don't want to jump in right away, I just start reading out loud and then they'll be like, can you just wait? And then, you know, <laughs> standard back and forth like, dad, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, so you're a battleship guy, right? I mean, I, I I wouldn't pass it up if someone said you want to play. Yeah, uh, I think for me, if I look, so let's talk about cards too. Let's throw a little cards in there, like playing cards. Um, I love playing cards, and I was chit chatting you d- during the break. I actually learned how to count from Joe Maggio's garage. Where, like I said, he had like a mini mini casino set up in there, roulette wheel, real crap. He had like a crap table, mm-hmm. shoot craps. And Joe was like, oh, my God, you know, you have to learn how the odds go. You have to learn what you bet on, what your bet is, what you get back. So none of us had money. But Joe was like, had a few bucks. I had this big box of money. So he would always divvy out the money to us. And we had to actually be mindful of our own money. He would get so crazy if we didn't take the money seriously, right? Wow, what a lesson. Now that I'm thinking about this, this is getting deep. 
So here he would lend us the money and and we had and we started to act like it was our money, but we learned things from it. Like we knew how to count. Blackjack. Let's talk about blackjack. So I I grew up learning different. I was a learning different kid. I was, you know, if I if I was a kid today, they would consider me slow, really slow. I'd be in in a special program. But here we are playing blackjack. And when you play blackjack with, with Joe, you cannot dilly-dally around. I mean, he goes through this, and you better be counting those cards and counting those numbers and knowing what you're doing. Now, do you play cards at all? Uh, I, I do, but not like, okay, so my sisters did a lot, and I just yeah. didn't find the solitaire thing that, of a deal. Oh, yeah, yeah, But lately yeah. I have, like, if I'm just killing, like, five minutes just doing yeah. something, whatever, I'll throw my phone open and do it on there because it's just easier rather than having a deck of cards. Other than that, I never really was a big card person. Not even gambling. Okay. Yeah, not even gambling or anything like that. So let's talk about a board game that I don't know falls in any of these categories. There's a game. I think it's called Apples to – what's it called? Apples to – I think it's Apples to – Apples to oranges yeah, or, or something. Yeah, Apples to apples or something. Apples like to apples. I know the game you're talking about. That game. Oh, boy. That's so much yeah, fun. Yeah, I think it's Apples to apples. That is so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but let me tell you what they found, and I'm going to go through a couple of these. So the idea of letter play, what they call letter play, with letters of the alphabet, right? So the research they found about this type of game was that um, that the, the kids are more prepared for school in both the U.S. and Mexico. Mm-hmm. But in the U.S., a U.S. playing with letters, they're associated with children being less sad. Mexico, letter play was associated with children being more respectful and empathetic and to a lesser degree, less aggressive. And so they go through and they've outlined on this website I gave everybody They outline like, okay, check out the ideas below, right? So here's what they say. They really got, man, I'll tell you, Benny, there's some stuff here I didn't even think about. So they say, make sure letters are easily available for your child to play with. They tell you, you can do this by making paper letters, flashcards. So they're saying, beyond what you can afford, you can make stuff, right? Mm -hmm. I like that. They also say, put magnetic letters on the refrigerator and make that a game. Right. And then they said, like, make a game out of choosing a letter and seeing how many things your child can see that 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 start within a choosing letter. So if you pick a letter, then you you play with how many things. Right. Um, There are other things they talk about, like um, make lunchtime playtime. Right. Do something like that by scooping letters out of the alphabet. You know, so there's so many things. So what they're saying is don't wait till the child is older. Like if you're feeding your child like alphabet soup, it's really the time to do that now. And then the other thing they say to do, Benny, which we don't do that often, it's like have the child choose a favorite board game that involves letters. So instead of us picking it out, let them pick it out. But the other thing I love is, and this is kind of, I've seen parents do this with license plates. They say to choose a letter while walking or driving to see how many times you can find the letter in different signs you see. And I I have a friend that does that in license plates. So here they've taken the idea of letter. Um, Active play, I think a lot of us know what we mean by active play. 
Um, you know, we're talking about get outside in the yard, do something, go to a park, get involved in your community center. It could be things that you could ride a scooter. It could be a kite. It could be a ball of some kind. It doesn't matter. This is all active play. Benny, did you play softball when you were younger? Uh, I played a lot of sports, and yeah, that. Yeah. Def- well, I still was into baseball. If you want to go younger, um, you know, softball, baseball. no, because that was like the girls did that. So, uh-huh. oh um, yeah, baseball. I mean, I still played, but not on a team. But that was later. But the baseball, I did. Do you do basketball? Oh yeah, that's how I tore my knee. Yeah, yeah, because you're a tall guy. Uh six yeah. one, but I mean, yeah. a little above average. Yeah, yeah. My basketball days were over when I played because I'm not a I'm not tall. But my days were over in Plainfield High School when uh, you know I got crushed in the eye with somebody's elbow. That oh, was yeah. like, oh my god. Yeah, but if you're not tall, you're quick. So yeah, yeah. That that's right. Thank you for that. That thank you for that. So with active play, I'll, let me remind everybody what that is. You know, it's associated with less sadness, anxiety, and fearfulness in both the U.S. and Mexico. This is super important. Less sadness, anxiety, and fearfulness. I got to tell you, Benny, since I started back playing table tennis, like about, what, two years ago? Since I started back, you know, what I've noticed about that is how it does change my mood, my temperament. I don't worry about as many things, and I certainly am way more calm. And I, and I think that's where I attribute it to. So let's think about that for everybody, whether you're walking. But in Mexico around this act of play, uh, children who engaged get, got more prepared for school and they demonstrated more positive behaviors. I think that's phenomenal. So look, this is what we're saying about active play. There are gazillions things to do if you're living in the Pacific Northwest. Is there a way for you to do them on a regular basis with your children. A lot of times we just drop the kids off. But is there something you could do, even if you do drop them off at a sport? Is there somewhere way that you actually play or get engaged with them? When we come back from break, we're going to talk about the others. We're going to talk about the board game play and the number play. So when we come back, we'll talk about that. And by the way, what about them Legos? We'll be right back. Learn to live in the light and unveil the authentic you with a time of healing radio with me, Felistiana, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in every third Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific as I help listeners understand sacred fusion energy and how to connect to the spirit that fuels the very life we live. Explore the journey of spiritual transcendence and ultimately discover the path to peace, love, purpose and wholeness. For more information, visit atimeofhealing.com. Discover the creative genius within on Creative Voice Radio with Gwen Fox each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in for a conversation that will inspire, motivate, and empower you to share your inner vision with the world. Make the deep connection between art and spirituality to take your artistic expression beyond anything you dream possible. Say yes to fear. Say yes to the creative genius within. For more information about Creative Voice Radio and working with Gwen, visit GwenFox.com. Learn and explore fascinating and practical uses of essential oils, how to use them, and how they can enhance your everyday life. 
The Oil Lounge was founded by three remarkable women with fascinating stories about how essential oils changed their lives. Tina and Laura from The Karmic Path have joined forces to educate the masses in the benefits of Young Living Essential Oils. For more information, visit theoillounge.com. Did you know that when working with the Law of Attraction, it's beneficial to share your longings with a supportive tribe who can assist in maintaining accountability and hold the creative space for your desires to manifest? I'm Autumn Seibel, host of Golden Otter Radio, where the metaphysical meets the mainstream. Join me each month at the new and full moon to plant your seeds of abundance, consciously tend to your intentions throughout the lunar phases, then harvest the fruits of your co-creation with the universe in my Lunar Manifestations members-only forum. Your tribe is waiting for you at goldenotter.us. In the 70s, Dudley and Dean Evanson traveled the country in a converted school bus with their growing family, documenting the new consciousness that was emerging. Through this adventure, a movement of sound healing was born. Now, Soundings of the Planet is celebrating 40 years of peace through music. Listen to their music for free on all streaming services. Search Dean Evanson to access their expansive catalog on Pandora, Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, and YouTube. Visit soundings.com for more info, their blog, podcast, Quieting the Monkey Mind book excerpts, free downloads, and more. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hey, are you ready to play? Uh, Benny and I were just talking about this study. I happened to do a very short interview this morning with, um, you, you know, one of the one of the researchers involved in this study on play, right? And you know, like I said before to everybody, one of the things you can do is you could certainly go to the website and take a look, you know, and that's uh, cmch.tv. That stands for Center on Me Center on Media and Child Health cmch.tv and when you get there you're going to see a number of different things but also you'll be able to take a look at some of the ideas right um if you put the slash in there at the end and you go to um more play today then you'll get to the study i'm talking about the other thing you should know is if you go to twitter let me just make sure that i do this now if you go to Twitter and you type in more play today, let me just put it in here, uh, make sure I'm giving you the right information, then that's another way to sort of follow folks here as well. Um, look, uh, Benny and I were just talking about kicking it up about some of the things we've done at, at, as we've played. You know, I remember as a kid being in the streets playing all sorts of, of games as a young age. And I, I was telling Benny that one of the things that, that happens when you live in, what is the expression, the cement jungle, that becomes a lot of things that you could do, especially with, with playing a, with a ball of any kind. And so handball is something I learned really, really young. You know, and so I'm not surprised that there's something about me and little round balls that's these objects that I could bat around that are interesting. But the other thing I didn't talk about, and I'm going to mention it briefly, is that, you know, when I was five, I was given a pair of boxing gloves. And when I was growing up, 
a lot of the kids had these uh, blow up things that I think they use them in anger management now, but they used to have these blow up, blow up things that you could bat around. You know, for me, my uncles were involved in the fights. Uh, and so I did, I got this pair of boxing gloves and there was something that about them at a very young age and, 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 and what, what exactly I did with them in beating this little blow up thing today. Now we have science and psychology, of course, that really looks at that. But in the end, the question is, are we allowing our children to get out and play? And Benny and I were just talking about it during the break because we know that families right now, you know, their number one priority is can I put food on the table? And that's very real. You know, we're not talking about diminishing the fact that, you know, people living from paycheck to paycheck. I think all you need to do is turn on any of the channels or take a look at, you know, some of the debates that are on here you know, to hear some of the candidates talk about that. And it's a very real thing, you know, it, in looking at how we live our lives. And so today the question is, even, even if you are struggling to make ends meet, we're encouraging folks to take a minute and, and see if there's not a way you can engage your child. And many of you do. I know Benny and I were talking about it during the break, that somehow you find a way to do that because you notice the differences. You know, you notice the, the, the difference between whether or not there's a way for a child to have an outlet of some kind. You know, there's a way for that to happen. And so when we are talking about this research today and we're talking about state of play and we're talking about you know, how play builds brains. I want to talk about that. There's multiple research now that's coming out for not just for young people, but across the board. And, you know, in my interview this morning with, with Dr. Rich, one of the things I pointed out to him is an area that, you know, I'm involved with that has to do with how table tennis and the studies on table tennis uh, have been found to either reverse dementia, right, or um, diminish the effects. And so what we're looking at is we're looking at not just, not just, how should I call it, not just visionary without action, right? So there is an organization that I, I will mention, and, and this location has a lot of information, and it's called www.bat, B-A-T, like your ping pong paddle, but we call them bats, batfoundation.com, batfoundation.com. And what they're calling this is drug-free therapy. So when you get there, this is an area of research now that is literally uh, being looked at, right? And being looked at for people with Alzheimer's. And the results are phenomenal. Now, if you go look at the site, you're gonna see what bat therapy looks like. You're gonna see there's a certain table for it. You know, people have different opinions 
about the effectiveness. Why is it so effective? You know, what does it do to create contrast? The thing that I talk about most is the sound. I talk about the sound. And so what is it that we know that can build this bridge of play between young and old? What, what can we know? But I think there's a bigger question that I contemplated after this 15-minute interview. And that bigger question was, it really was this, how can we help parents help their children and play with them more? You know, what would it look like to them to do it? Is there a way to have a conversation that says, even for 20 minutes out of your day, your busy day, can this be done? Can you engage with your children? And I think these are questions and very tough questions. These are questions that I've thought about a lot. And so for me, as busy as I am, and you know, it's not the kind of busy I complain about, it's the building kind of busy. It's doing something passionate I love. Even for me, on a Wednesday afternoon, I will remove myself from the workplace, from the office, from my computer, and I will go hit a little white ball and sometimes a little yellow ball and smile the entire time. Question I got to ask all of you, are you giving yourself time off to play? Come on, let's get time off to play. If you're thinking, well, I got to watch the debates, record them. Watch them back on YouTube. If you're thinking, well, I've got to do this or I've got to do that, you probably do. But how about 20 minutes and finding something that you could do that you consider play? I don't, I don't just encourage you to do it. I hope you will commit to it because everything will change. Everything will change. I actually consider what I do play and not work. And my friends think, man, she's lost her mind. But we know that anyway. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.